Welcome back to Literature EF. Today we will be delving into Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We're going to be guiding you through the presentation of the book's general thematic idea of ambition and fallibility, the feeling that one cannot fail. Our first guest has traveled here from Geneva to give insight into his thoughts while testing the limits of science and essentially playing God. Here's our unbiased interviewer with reputable credentials in the field of psychology, the well-known Dr. Phil, an interviewee, Mr. Victor Frankenstein. Let's get some background here first. Mr. Frankenstein, tell us about your endeavors pushing science and technology. Well, I departed from my beautiful home of Geneva to pursue a high education in the chemistry field at Ingolstadt. Even though I had achieved so much in such a short time, I sought more. I yearned to discover the creation of life. My experiment was the original test tube baby. After reviewing the consequences, do you feel any differently? Well, I've suffered a number of losses, including my own father, my sweet Elizabeth, my dear brother William, so innocent, and my one true friend, Henry Clerville. This is all in addition to my severe and debilitating mental illness, the multiple institutions I have resided in, and the loss of my loving mother, stripped so soon from this earth. Well, that's not a very clear answer, but it sheds some light into your psyche. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Victor, thanks for your time. Wow. Uh, honestly, this could be an impressive example of true grit had the subject matter been a tad lighter. Dr. Phil, before we move on, could you give us a brief professional opinion on Mr. Frankenstein? At the end of the day, this is a case of misplaced ambition, a character with a lot of drive towards the wrong thing. Okay, thank you so much. Next, Dr. Phil will also be interviewing Frankenstein's product. A true marvel, the self-dubbed monster. Abandoned by Victor at birth, Monster wandered through the forest until he came across a village. After being isolated from his own creator and his village, he found a hovel to call his own. Please, Please welcome, welcome the, the monster. monster. Thanks for having me. You seem pretty advanced for a monster. How did you develop your human characteristics? It was after I was abandoned that I wandered through the wilds and... Eventually, after trying several villages, none of which would take me, I found a small little hovel, just one family living out in the wilderness. One... Looking back on it, those were some of the times in my life where I was truly happy. I felt connected to the family, even though they truly knew nothing of my presence. I watched them struggle, I watched them develop, saw them go through the good times and the bad. And at the end of the day, I related to them in a way I couldn't with anyone else. Sounds like a nice family. You still keep in touch with them? No, actually, we aren't on good terms right now. It was after a while of watching them and learning from them, which I'm still grateful for despite what happened, I decided to speak with the eldest. The eldest, it turns out, was blind, and this, well, this made me think that I could connect with him better than anyone else. So one day when the younger ones were out, I went in, introduced myself. I had quite a pleasant conversation with him until, until they returned. It's the male Felix immediately attacked me and I was forced to run. It was after that that a few days later I come back and they're already selling the house. I, this 
hurt more than anyone could imagine. I had lost my one anchor to civilization, my one hope of not being alone. For some reason, this enraged me more than anything else. After the family left, I resolved to erase whatever mark they'd left and burn down the house. It felt interesting, to say the least. On one hand, I, from what I'd gathered, I knew it was supposed to be wrong, but it also felt like I was making amends for an injustice done against me. After this, I retreated into the wilderness like I'd grown accustomed to doing, and after a few days of wandering, I came across a little girl who was drowning. I tried to save the little girl, and, well, I succeeded, but all it did was blow up in my face, just like everything else I'd attempted at the, until this point. How so? Well, a man came along and shot me. After that, I wandered around in the wilderness for what felt like it could have been months trying to heal on my own, and it was at that point that I found a little boy and wanted to see what he would think of me. While he was struggling, he mentioned Frankenstein. And I recognized this as the name of the creator who abandoned me and forced me into a life of isolation. And I felt the rage rush over me, causing me to, to kill the poor boy. All I wanted to do in that one moment was tear down and destroy anything and everything that Victor ever stood for and loved. Do you regret it at all? At first, I did. I tried to talk Victor into creating another being. Like... Like me. He had agreed and got my hopes up just to back out and destroy the little bit of hope I had. It was at this moment that destroying Victor's happiness and hope the way he did to me became my sole ambition. Nothing would stop me. It was the only thing I felt could bring me happiness. Was there ever a point on this path where you doubted yourself, where you thought you might not be able to carry out your revenge? <laughs> Absolutely not. I transcend anything humans are capable of doing. There is nothing that anyone could do to stop me. There was no way that I could fail at tearing down Victor's life, brick by brick. Well then, We'll be back right after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> this episode of Literature AF is brought to you by Gator Nation News, your weekday morning news show. Never forget about upperclassmen mastering or forget to wear your IDs with the power of Gator Nation News. <laughs> Welcome back. No, I am not here to take sides, but merely to listen to both guests we have today. Let's start with the monster. I really do feel... This this beast has a right to my family. He has no right to defend himself on the ground of useless slaughter of my cherished family. Curse the ground you walk on, you committer of unspeakable acts. N nothing you say can be trusted, and I hope everyone can see that. <coughs> well then... I really do feel 
as if I was forced into this life unfairly and without any guidance. The only way to get attention from my creator was through drastic measures. Well, maybe if you didn't look so wretched, we could have had a relationship. You made me this way. I worked so long and wanted you to be so perfect. And it was just, you're just a disappointment. In hindsight, I was wrong for creating you. You're nothing but a failure. I despise looking at you. I dread the ground you walk on. Wow. He might be getting somewhere here. Can you elaborate on that? I believed he would be fully functioning, not realizing he would be starting fresh. I was so worried about creating life, I never thought about the life of creation. You made me to be alone. Even when I asked for a companion, you denied me. The only abandonment I felt urged me to isolate you as well. You don't always get what you want. So what we're seeing here is a sociopath, clearly completely self-absorbed and unable to take responsibility for his actions. When you see him like this, murder seems reasonable. Mm, not really. Well, this is a good spot to end. Make a choices, monster. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week as we dive into Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale.